not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you to our Saturday morning edition of the epic weekend that Kyle Magna and Rowdy Maglite are having. Kyle at Williams Grove. I'm at Darlington for throwback, and we are absolutely having a great time, Kyle. How about you? Yeah, Rowdy, uh, weather's been good. Uh, we don't know about today yet. That's still a question mark, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll know here this morning, see what's going on. Uh yeah, World of Outlaws in the books. What night one of the Morgan Cup, ten thousand dollars to the winner, Brad Sweet. And uh, I know we'll have some audio on Monday morning to play from uh, him and Billy Dietrich, who um, did make the uh, feature last night, fifth in his heat race, and uh, running very well in, in that car at Williams Grove. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, really enjoyed all your pictures and your videos, and they're going to be up here hopefully this morning. And, um, Rad, it looks like you're having a good time. I'm having a good time. A little tired, but, uh, you know, you're going to get that sometimes when you're at the track. So, uh, Kyle, we had last night on the uh, Click It, Don't Risk It 200. Hey, our old good friend Christian Eckens brings it home with a mustache he was styling in it. He wasn't too hip with a mustache. So, it got him to victory lane. I don't know. Christian, don't don't shave your mustache, man. It's a winner. But, Kyle, that race was two hours, two minutes, and 42 seconds. We had eight cautions with a total of 37 laps, 10 changes among five drivers, and Haley Deegan even got the lead a lap or two, Kyle. Yeah, right. It feels like a long truck race, uh, 200 miles, and uh, Christian Eckes getting his second one of the year, so. Uh, Stuart Friesen coming home second. So, uh, good runs. Also, uh, how about Caden Honeycutt uh, filled in for Young's Motorsports coming home with a 10th place finish. thought that was really uh, impressive. Uh, Dean Thompson, who was second in the ARCA race last week at Kansas, finished ninth. Um, just some really good runs for some from drivers who need it right now. And, uh, Rowdy, there's been a lot of racing going on. Uh, you're at Darlington. How's that going so far? Uh, what else happened on Friday? I know there was also Xfinity practice and qualifying. And I'm going to tell you what greatness happened this weekend, yesterday. Never could I imagine shaking the hand of Mario Andretti. It was, what a what a wonderful conversation. And then to be able to meet Max Siegelman with uh, Siegelman Racing, responsible for Nick Sanchez, Rajah Carruth, LaVar Scott, all these new guys that are coming up, guys. Sunday's going to be great someday again. It is now, but just imagine when we get these new guys in these seats on Sunday. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, speaking of Sunday, uh, the, the Goodyear 400, the throwback weekend for the NASCAR Cup Series. 
Uh, I, I know we have practice here in about an hour and a half. Um, you know, what are you expecting out of this? Uh, you know, I, I know the practice speeds sometimes don't always show what really what they have. I know it's exp- especially with this uh, this shortened practice and qualifying, it's not going to be a whole lot of time. But uh, I mean, Rowdy, what are you expecting? And uh, you know, who, who do you expect that's going to be fast probably for the race tomorrow? Oh, Kyle, you, you got to look at. I'm going to start off with Kyle Busch. He's got two victories. Uh, Ross Chastain, we talked about Ross before the show. You know, I think last week and all the support and kind of the media stir that Ross brought this week, it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's one of those situations where a win's just going to push him even farther, and, and he needs to win. Uh, you know, is it going to be a Chevrolet, Ford, a Toyota? Uh, maybe. Today, we got practice here in about 35 minutes, Kyle. We'll know more about the situation. But if you've never been to Darlington, there's still tickets available. It's a great race. It's a Chamber of Commerce weekend. Uh, Kyle, I know you had a little bit of rain last night. But if you've never seen a race here, Kyle, they just thunder through turns one and two here and same thing through uh three and four but on sunday afternoon one of the most incredible sunsets in turns three and four uh get by and see will power buy some he's got all kinds of nascar stuff kyle and i'm going to check on that piece for you he, he may have a connection know somebody that can get that he's totally Several, several man caves. But getting back to this race, Kyle. Uh, what this is race thirteen on the on the season. Yeah, Rowdy. Uh, let me just look quick. It is. Uh, by the way, green flag is uh, three twelve p.m. Eastern on Sunday. Uh, practice at uh, ten thirty-five Eastern this morning. And I'm just looking quick, Rowdy. I'll be honest with you. I know there's so many races on the schedule, and it's just so hard to keep up with all of them. What do you think? Kyle, I I know. We just, you know, I try to go and pick the races that we can cover and concentrate on on those races. So uh, my next race will be another great track and uh, be their second time there. Worldwide Technology in St. Louis with uh, John Bishy and that group. They put on a great show there, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, when it's not like 500 degrees there like it was in 1997. I don't know if you've ever seen that race or not. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, that place has come a long way, um, 26 years, and they get a cup race, or 25 years. And uh, I like that facility. You know, and Rowdy, I know I know, we, we, you know we, we try not to compare as much, but... You know, I, I think a worldwide technology raceway, a gateway, I, I kind of think of Pocono a little bit just because of that turn and one, how one and two is there. You know, drivers shifting in, in between the turns. You know, Pocono, it's kind of the same thing. And on the front stretch, you know, a lot of shifting going on. But uh, that, that's what makes those tracks really interesting. And, you know, it's nice to see Gateway get a cup race. Uh, you know, they put on a good race last year. Joey Logano won in the race. And um, I, I like the NASCARs in St. Louis. I mean, the Lucas Oil Dirt Lake Model Series will be a Tri-City again. I Hopefully you'll be there for that. Um, that'll be Friday night. 
and then uh, the truck series is going to be back with the cup series at Gateway. So uh, that's, I think, June 2nd. So um, we're adding my schedule here. Um, right now we don't know what's going on uh, with the weather yet. Uh, again, I've talked to the, net, the World of Outlaws last night. Um, they do intend to get through the uh, event in tonight. It's 17000 to win. And, uh, you know, uh, 10000 to Brad Sweet last night. And Rowdy, Brad Sweet drew one for the dash. He let every lap in the dash. Let every lap in the 25-lap feature. And it uh, looked like vintage Brad Sweet last night, uh, the World Outlaws champion that we're all used to seeing. So, uh, you know, Posse didn't really have the best night. Uh, Brent Marks finished runner-up. Anthony Macri uh, went eighth to fifth on the first five laps and then uh, fell back a few spots, but came back and finished fifth. I know he's coming off that big win at, win at Lincoln on Wednesday night. And uh, Rowdy, I know uh, you know you got to hear some press conferences yesterday, and uh, one of them you mentioned was Mario Andretti. He was with Nick Sanchez, and uh, why don't we uh, why don't we hear what they had to say yesterday? Sounds good, Kyle. I could have your attention, Media Center. What a what an honor and a pleasure it is to be joined right now by Nick Sanchez, driver of the number two Gamebridge Chevrolet in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, the 1967 Daytona 500 champion, 1969 Indianapolis 500 winner, and 1978 Formula One champion Mario Andretti. Uh, Nick, you're honoring. Mario, this weekend with a throwback paint scheme to that 1967 Daytona 500 win, how cool was it when you were told that you are going to be uh, running that paint scheme? Yeah, you know, like I, like I said, I've been saying all day, you know, I had to keep asking the question again uh, to Christy um, just because it's never, never what I thought, you know, Mario would actually come and support us and to me, that changes the whole uh, the whole throwback. You know, when it's one thing to you know uh, throwback to someone, it's another to to have the driver Mario um, here and uh, with you the whole weekend and supporting it. And I think it's special. Mario, have you had a chance to take a look at the truck, and what do you think of it? No, I haven't uh, quite honestly yet, but uh, I got plenty of pictures. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm uh, you know it's very flattering. Obviously, you can imagine. To be able to to ask that to you know represent something a moment in my career that was so precious, and uh, you know brings back all those fond memories as you can imagine, and and being with a team like uh, Nick's here, you know that uh, you know he is a driver obviously, as he's got such a bright future ahead of him, and uh, and then the team uh, being you know the, the sponsorship obviously being very much part of uh, my son Michael's team at Indy and all that so. It's all part of uh, almost like the same family, if you will, uh, you know. But uh, this throwback uh, idea, I think, uh, is an excellent idea because uh, this uh, the sport is so rich of its history, and to be able to bring back some of the moments, you know, for the teams and the drivers, I think it's totally awesome. And uh, I'm just, uh, like I said, I'm just thrilled that uh, I was invited to the event. So. Uh, I get uh, I get a chance to uh, to see it firsthand and uh, and watch this dude here do his job because he's very good. That's good. We're gonna open the floor up for questions. If you have Appreciate a question, it. raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start with Jordan. We'll go to Scott. Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. Uh, a few questions for Mario. Mark, have you seen a race here before? Have, I seen have you a, seen a race here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have seen a race, but uh, it's a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. We're still in Oval. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, 
start finish line was you know on the other side and all that but uh you know the but the the racetrack is left alone the way it should have been and it's got that history and the specialty in itself how you drive it and so forth so uh yeah there's something you know just watching you know that what the line is here and and how you have to perfect that uh this place uh you know doesn't forgive very much and but that's the beauty of it. That's a challenge for every driver. So, you have a lot of experience across all motorsports disciplines. Right now, there's the collaborations, the big word in motorsports. Everybody kind of working together for the common goal. Um, your impressions is that the way it should be? Is that the way you you think is a good thing for motorsports in general? Crossover, yes. Yeah. I was just chatting, you know, with Nick on the way over, you know, because uh, I just asked him. I said. Uh, uh, do you think you might have some interest in, you know, trying something outside? And, uh, you know, he's a young man. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, you see, you know, he loves challenges. And uh, and so, like I said, it's tough because of the uh, NASCAR schedule as it is, you know. But uh, at the same time, you know, the the way I found in, in, in my career, I mean, uh, motor racing is uh, big, but actually a very close family and uh, in a sense and, and for me to be able to have had the opportunity to try all the different disciplines uh, and go to you know different venues, you always feel like you know you're you're at a home that uh, that you uh, recognize and you have friends everywhere. I mean, uh, that's a beautiful thing. It's uh, served me tremendously. I mean, I I want to change a thing in my career because of that to have those opportunities. Uh, so um, yeah. How's the pursuit of the uh, Formula One team going? It's going, it's going, it's going. It's you going. think it's going to happen? It better. <laughs> Go next to Scott. Mario, Scott Chancy with the Florence Morning News. There's a pair of gloves you donated to Who's the uh, National Motorsports Press Hall of Fame here in Darlington. Do you remember what race you donated those gloves from that you raced in? Mm -hmm. He said uh, he donated a pair of gloves. Oh. Uh, I donated a pair of gloves. <laughs> uh, you actually did. I was just curious if if you if you happen to remember what race that was. I you don't remember actually. No, uh, I wish I did. Guess go next to Alan, then to Pete. Uh, Alan Cavana, uh, I won't reach you. Nick, uh, I know Mario can't give you much advice about driving at Darlington, but you know, driver to driver is a different conversation than many people can have. What what do you ask the driver, Mario Andretti? Uh, yeah, you know. First of all, you know, I asked him, you know, about the, the errors he raced in in the cars. You know, I had a lot of questions, um, you know, the old style of F1 and IndyCar and uh, obviously NASCAR. Um, but, you know, just what he values, um, what he thinks is the most important trait in a driver, you know, uh, asking him that. Uh, certain things uh, back then that still pertain to now, uh, just, you know, the driver understanding the race car and uh, the best source of data is your, your butt. <laughs> Good advice. Well, actually, I, I said he needs a nap before the race here. Now we're running him around all over the place here, so uh, that's my advice right now. I'll uh, take it. <laughs> and one for you, Mario. Th I mean, he's a young guy. This is yet another generation of driver. You could kind of give advice to, inspire. Do you think about that in terms of your legacy and your resume in racing? Well, you know, when we when we talk racing, with you know we. You can share some things that you know have been important. For, uh, for instance, uh, uh, to learn as much as you can about the dynamics of the race car. You know, the, not just the aerodynamic, but also the chassis dynamics and everything. Just what really makes the thing tick. You know, and uh, and rely on yourself so much 
with the field. Just don't just rely on the data and the engineers. I think the input that you can give, you can make your job much easier for yourself if you really apply yourself. You know, learn what makes these things tick. It makes a big, big difference too. Because um, it's about recognizing the sweet spot and not deviating, knowing exactly where you go from there. Because when you make the, the minute changes, that's when the big gains are. That means you're close. And uh, so, but, you know, uh, Nick, you know, he's, he's on it. You know, he's on that aspect of it. And, uh, and I think it's something that can serve you very well uh, throughout your career. Thanks. We'll go next to Pete, then to Deb, then to Seth, then to Hunter. Uh, hi, Mario. Pete Iacobelli from the Associated Press. Um, hi, Pete. Did you ever consider, after your success at the Daytona 500, staying in NASCAR for a, a little bit of a longer stretch, making it your home for a while? And how do you think you would have fared against the Richard Petties and the David Pearsons and the great drivers of that era? Well, in the long term, I don't know. I mean, depending on the teams that you're with and so forth. But uh, my objectives were a little different. You know, I uh, I had Formula One in my head and... Uh, uh, I really wanted to stay with open wheel, you know, uh, and actually I did quite a bit of uh, sports prototypes, you know, which is as close as that. Uh, but, uh, you know, for me, the, the NASCAR thing was just I wanted to get a feel of what it's all about, you know, and uh, at the top level because there's nothing like that. And uh, I had a great relationship for, with Ford at the time, you know, through the Indy Garcia and the Le Mans program. So they put me with a you know, home and a moody team, you know, I was with the right place, you know, Freddie Lorenzo, my teammate and so forth. So I knew I had a good home. And, uh, and for me, I, 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 you know, I was in, in, you know, in, in not very familiar grounds. And so I relied on my, on my, you know, crew chief, uh, as a good old suitcase. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and again, but they gave me a car that uh, was uh, in the ballpark immediately. We made a few changes along the way, but the car was fast. And, uh, and I was able to, you know, deal with it. And uh, when you have a fast car, you know, it's uh, at a place like Daytona, you know, you're pretty much halfway there. Go to Deb. Suitcase Jake. Uh, Deb Williams, Auto Week. Hi. Mario, thank you for joining us today. In regards to what Michael is going through regarding the F1 effort or the Formula One effort, did you ever go through anything like that in your career, maybe when you went to Formula One? No, no. I, uh, first of all, my you know, experience in Formula One was strictly as a driver, and I was always, you know, with a uh, established teams, you know, uh, my experience was with Lotus, Ferrari, and so forth. So it was nothing like, you know, Michael's situation nowadays, you know, is to enter as a team, team owner, and, uh, and you know, they just, uh, they have just different rules among themselves, you know, to, uh, uh, to allow that to happen. I, <clears throat> you know, basically in the FIA has it that, uh, uh, there should be 22 teams uh, on the grid. I mean, uh, yeah, 12, you know, 12 teams on the grid, 24 cars. 
uh, and they're resisting that fact. Uh, you know, I don't know why, but uh, like I said, it's uh, it's all a matter of distributing. Uh, you know the. Uh, the the monies you know from uh, the TV deal and so forth, but uh, uh, you know they're adding more and more races you know in their own schedule in Formula One and and they're crossing continents and uh, this is quite a big load on all the teams and and to have uh, you know that many you know, to have twenty uh, twenty two or twenty four cars on the grid rather than 20 I think it's almost some insurance you'd like to think and uh, and we're bringing in uh, you know another manufacturer you know General Motors with a Cadillac brand and uh, that's got to be attractive for any series quite honestly uh, Cadillac in General Motors has never been officially in Formula One you know historically and I remember way back when in the late 60s when uh, uh, Zora Dantov, you know, the uh, the father of the Corvette, it was I uh, kept telling him, you know, Zora, you have to you have to bring uh, General Motors to Formula One and so forth. And then, Mario, I talk, talk, nobody hear me, you know, that type of thing. But now, you know, they are committed and that would be a wonderful thing for uh, for motor racing, you know, like, uh, let's face it, as international as Formula One is, uh, to have a truly, truly solid American team with, uh, you know, a, a also an engine manufacturer. It's got to be good for them. It's got to be good for them. We're going to have three races here, you know, this year, you know, in America. And um, so no other country on the planet has that. Uh, and so why not have a truly, true? I mean, I know Gene Haas has a team, but, uh, you know, he, he uh, you know, they never even plan on having any American drivers there. Michael has committed to have at least one American driver always. And also, also, there's no official team that's fielding uh, Formula 3 or Formula 2. And Michael committed to have Formula 3 and Formula 2 team to give some, you know, uh, American talents the opportunity to go to Europe and, you know, and, and pursue Formula 1. So... Uh, there's a lot of things at play here, and uh, there's a huge commitment for the long term. So that's where we are. Thank you. Go next to Seth, then the Hunter, then the Dustin. <laughs> Seth Hager, KickingTires.net. I have one for each of you. Uh, Nick, uh, how much of a history lesson is Throwback Weekend for you? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a huge history lesson, you know, not just my truck, but all the trucks and uh, cars on the grid. And uh, just, you know, talking to Mario, I've probably asked him at least 45 minutes worth of uh, old F1 questions. So it's a big history lesson, uh, learning a lot about racing in the past. And Mario, you competed with the Wood Brothers, with Richard Petty. Have you met with them since you got here? Well, I saw the, uh, a couple of the Woods dudes. They're awesome. Uh, I've known them, you know, their family since the 60s. Uh, you know, they, they first came to Indianapolis and they did all the... the uh, uh, the pit stops for uh, Colin Chapman on that year when uh, Colin won and I finished third. I was rookie of the year at Indy, so I got to meet them then. And of course, when I, you know, came to NASCAR, and uh, I would have always loved, loved, loved to have had the opportunity to drive for them. You know, we always talk about it, but uh, they're such wonderful, wonderful family. You know, what they contributed to the sport is immense, and they're still here. And so, again, yeah. Every chance that I get, I like to say hello to them for sure, and I did. 
Go next to Hunter. Uh, Mario, Hunter Thomas with the TheFourthTurn.com. What are your thoughts about Darlington Raceway and its historic uh, history? And then how, what was it like um, hanging out with the fans earlier and talking to them and signing autographs? Well, the fans are wonderful, as you can see. I mean, there's a lot of energy out there. And uh, this place, uh, again, is special. We know that. You know, the lady in black and all that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, it, it requires a totally different style of driving. And, and, uh, and again, a very, you know, you have to really know what you're doing, you know, riding up there against the wall. And, and make sure you come back with the stripe, but only a stripe. You know, and uh, so because, you know, you're not leaving anything on the table, you know, but uh, again, you know, it's got all of that, you know, any, any, any venue, you know, that has something special like this, for instance, uh, if you can put that trophy on your mantle, believe me, it means, it means an awful lot. And uh, so, again, I envy that uh, he's going to win that tonight. That no pressure. No, no pressure, pressure at all. No pressure. Dustin? Dustin Long. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Mario, next year's Indianapolis 500 will see Kyle Larson attempt to qualify, and that'll be 10 years after Kurt Busch was the last to do the double. I know we're looking well into the future, but how important is what Kyle Larson will do next year for motorsports in general? And, you know, can that be a pathway for more back and forth, or is the sports too specialized? You know, it's amazing. Um, Nick and I were just chatting about that, just uh, coming in here. And uh, I think it's so great for the sport in general to have this crossover. And uh, there was a time, you know, way back when, you know, when I drove where, you know, AJ was here, Parnelli and others, you know, John Cock, all those guys. And then, then well, I, I'm the one that talked to the Allisons, you know, to come to Indy and Kale Yarborough and all that. And uh, it was awesome. It was just, uh, uh, it was good for all of us. Uh, and uh, and I'd love to see this. I mean, uh, we, we all know how versatile uh, Kyle can be, how versatile he is. So he's love it. We, we love to have Jimmy out there, you know, to play around with us and uh, at IndyCar, let's just say. So uh, the crossover is healthy. It's healthy. It's, like I said, we are one big happy family, and, and, and uh, we feed off of one another. So uh, I encourage that, obviously. The schedules are tough, uh, as you can imagine, but, uh, um, but nevertheless, when it happens, it's good. Thank you. Well, I'd love to keep this conversation going, but Mario has said he that Nick, Nick needs a nap. nap. Nick needs a nap. nap. And we've got a race yeah, yeah. tonight here at, uh, here at Darlington Raceway. But, again, gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to join us. Nick, good luck tonight. And Mario, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate thank you it. so much. All right. Uh, Nick Sanchez, Mario Andretti teamed up in the throwback. Uh, Kyle, Nick run into a little trouble. We know he's a driver. He's a wheel man. And uh, one race don't make a season, Kyle. Right, Rowdy. Um, you know, last night, you know, the truck race, uh, Christian Eckes going out with the win. Um, busy day for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, uh, practice and qualifying for their 200-mile race today. Uh, John Hunter Numichek went in the poll for that. Uh, Red Hot Ryan Truex qualifying second, who won at Dover. 
And uh, Kyle Larson, uh, 29th in practice, uh, not a bad qualifying run, third in the number 10 college car, so that's pretty good. So, Rowdy, uh, you know, what, what else have you seen there? Well, Kyle, uh, you know, I covered the trucks yesterday. They, you know, they went out for practice. Here's the deal. 30 minutes of practice, then they spend 30 minutes qualifying. So they've got an hour of time on the track. And, Kyle, then they throw them out to race this race. And uh, it was a clean race pretty much halfway, well, through stage two. And then stage three is when the, the whole ball game changed. So if you go on to YouTube and find it, post it on YouTube, you can kind of skip through the first two stages because they just made circles, Kyle. It, I mean, it's kind of racing for some folks to uh, stage two. They got up on the wheel and got serious about trying to win the race. And uh, Hey, overtime, Kyle, last night, and then we ended on a yellow checker. It happens, Rowdy. Uh, you, know, you can't always end the race under green. I know the, you know, the, the format of overtime, I understand it, but, you know, I mean, you can only do so many attempts and do so many laps. And, you know, uh, good to see Christian Eckes back in victory lane. Second win for him this year. And uh, like we were saying earlier, we saw some good runs out of some, some drivers who really needed it. Um, but, uh, Rowdy, uh, Thursday night, I know we had a Zachary Tinkle on. I know he's running the Arca East race in Nashville. And uh, we had the the merchandise guy on. So uh, it was really neat to have. We had a really good show Thursday night. Um, you know, I'm glad you're at Darlington, and I made it to Williams Grove last night. Rowdy, everything's still on here. Um, like I said, I talked to the World of Outlaws last night. Uh, they plan on running tonight. That is what I, that's what I was told. And, uh, you know, really looking forward to uh, hopefully getting back there tonight. Uh, hopefully the weather holds out. Well, Kyle, maybe it will for you. Uh, I don't have that worry here today. That's one good thing about it. Uh, the weather's going to be perfect. I'm going to say it again. If you live close enough to be able to come out today, be a great day. Tomorrow, Sunday's going to be a great day for racing. You're going to see some good racing on both today and tomorrow, Kyle. I'll be uh, posting up stuff, sending it over to you, Kyle, after uh, the cup practices this morning at 10.30, and then Xfinity up next. Rowdy, I don't know. What do you think? You think Sheldon Creed's a good good pick for that race? I, I think Shelton needs, you know, Shelton's been right on the verge. He needs to win, Kyle. We talked about that on the show the other night. Uh, he, he was pretty racy here last year while he finished second or third racing with uh, Kyle Larson. That's right, Rowdy. Uh, yeah, with Larson. Um, I know they had a, they had a pretty good duel on the last lap, and Noah Gregson came in on top. Absolutely. So uh, that that was really those last two three laps was really really good, exciting, exciting. So uh, Kyle, anything else you got before I get off here? Well, Rowdy, let's play John Hunter Nemechek. Let's just hear quick what he had to say on his pole run. 
Uh, if I could have your attention here in the media center, we are joined by the pole sitter for tomorrow's Shriners Children's 200 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and that's John Hunter Nemechek, driver of the number 20 Pi Barker Fire and Safety Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. John Hunter, what a lap you laid down there in qualifying. How how, how good do you feel about that that car right now heading into tomorrow's big race? Hi. I feel really, really good uh, about our Pi Barker Toyota GR Supra. Um, the guys on this 20 team have worked really hard and have prepared really fast race cars every single week. But we've shown up to the racetrack, and Darlington is one of my favorite racetracks to come to. So um, really proud of all the guys on this team. Um, proud to come out here and get the pole. Uh, we are actually on the car ride down this morning, and uh, I told my wife that uh, the first goal was to go sit on a pole, um, and I hoped to do so, and she told me that I would. So um, I guess she called that shot, which is good. Um, but I, I feel really confident going into tomorrow. I um, feel like we have a really good race car, and looking forward to it. Good deal. We're going to open the floor up for questions. If you have a question for John Hunter, raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. You guys are easy. Wow. Going once, going twice. Well, John Hunter, Perfect. thank you for taking thank the you. time to join us. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Boy, that was quick. Sweet, quick, wasn't it? Rough crowd, Rowdy. I'm telling you, I, I tell you, you know, there's so much you got to do here, Kyle, in such a little span of time. You just like, uh, you got to pick and choose if you're by yourself here. Well, Rowdy, uh, I just want to say uh, Joe Gibbs Racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, um, all three cars have won. Uh, Sammy Smith getting his first win at Phoenix. Ryan Truex getting his first win at Dover in the last series race. I know that was a big win for him. Uh, the cars are fast. Uh, John Hunter won at Fontana earlier in the season. So, um, Rowdy, they're looking good. Um, I keep an eye on Kyle Larson today. I, I know a lot of people don't like when cup drivers run a lower series, but I think the extra track time is going to help them for tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different race tomorrow, Rowdy. Um, it's going to be a day race. You know, I know when we, we have the Southern 500, it's always hot, and it's a transition race. starts out in the, in the daytime, ends at night. So, I mean, what what are you thinking here, you know, before we go into tomorrow's race? Well, Kyle, first of all, Today's race, uh, it's another one of those 30 minutes of practice, didn't qualify, uh, was yesterday. So they really don't have a whole lot of track time. Now, it, I, Kyle, I, I hadn't seen what cups get you. I know they've got here at 1030, they got some practice. Got a little happy moment, I guess is what you call it now. But uh tell you this this place is it, it lives up to its name, too tough to tame. You know, Christian Eckens got to tame it yesterday and uh I just think uh Kyle, we're gonna see some, some really, really good racing. Uh we may get to see some some uh guys that wasn't happy last week kinda get even this week. Or they may wait to the to the playoffs, but I, I'm expecting both races to be very, very exciting, Kyle. Here, I, I've never been let down by a race at Darlington. Well, Rowdy, uh, I'll just give you my thoughts on Williams Grove, and we'll uh, get you on, on your way. Um, Rowdy, last night the Outlaws uh, tamed the posse. Uh, 
uh, Brad Sweet leading every lap in the dash and in the feature. Um, just, you know, clean air was king last night. You know, whoever could get out front, whether it was in the heats or in, in the feature or the last chance show, there wasn't a whole lot of passing last night, but uh, that happens at Williams Grove sometime. There was a bump in turn three. Um, I know that kind of uh, was a, was a throwing a little bit of a, of a, of a bone in there. So, uh, just like, but it was a really good night, Rowdy. The weather was really nice last night. And like I said, the, the World of Outlaws and the track are probably going to do every single thing they can to get tonight's race in. It's 17000 to win. Um, you know, a lot of money to be won here in Pennsylvania. Um, great night last night. Just want to say thank you to the staff again for everything. Uh, to Liam Tenza, who I did run into last night. Um, Rowdy, I got to go on uh, – do the dash in victory lane last night, the dash redraw. That was pretty neat. You know, you don't get opportunities like that very often. So, uh, you know, good to be in victory lane last night. Brad Sweet getting the win. Brent Marks second. Donnie Shots third. That's the podium. So uh, hopefully you see a good race today, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be talking on Monday morning. Maybe we'll do another show, Rowdy, if you're feeling up to it. Sounds good for tomorrow, man. If we're going to do this, try to do it the same thing, okay? Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks, Roddy.